This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this weekend's game with Leicester City at Turf Moor, which takes place on Saturday at 3pm. So, life without Chris Wood starts against one of Chris Wood's former teams in Leicester City, of course. He's already scored for Leicester City at Turf Moor, um, so we have seen him score at Turf Moor, fingers crossed. Uh, for an opposition team, that is, of course. Fingers crossed we don't have to witness that on the last day of the season because if we aren't already relegated by then, and that at the minute looks like a big if, um, then that will be a very, very, very bitter pill to swallow. But, you know, I've had my say on the Chris Wood thing. I've put a video up on it on the on the channel. Um, I've had my say. Um, he's gone now, um, so there's no point dwelling on it, really. Um, I've, Like I said, I've had my say. I think we'll miss him. Um, but... You know, I've seen the stats that he is the most expensive 30-plus Premier League signing in the history of the league. 
And that has made me feel a little bit better about it, if I'm being honest. It just shows that we have got a good deal for him. Um, but at the same time, it is possible to have a good deal for somebody and at the same time miss him. And I think that is exactly what's going to be the case. I think he will do well at Newcastle, um, as I've already said. But we need to move on. It's time to watch Jay Rodriguez and Vidra, maybe, up top. Jay Rodriguez on his own, maybe Jay Rodriguez and Ashley Barnes, or maybe Ashley Barnes up top on his own. I think, I, I, honestly, I don't... I, I, I'll obviously support the lads, but, you know, Ashley Barnes up top on his own. I think it will just be the same old, same old that we've witnessed so far this season, which is nothing against Ashley because, of course, he's been he's not really been playing much this season. But I think we need to go in a different direction now. Um, I was on Sky Sports News. I don't know if you saw it, um, but that's exactly what I said when I was on Sky Sports News. I said we need to go in a different direction now. We need to use this money um, to buy more players of the you know the attacking, free flowing sort of football wingers. You know, a potent striker. You know, with, with decent mobility. You know, because that's something that Woody wasn't exactly blessed with. Um, it turned like a submarine sometimes, but. You know, we need to get. I know it's easy to say get more players like Corny, and I don't. I know, I know it's difficult to find players like that, but just get more players of that sort of nature, not necessarily that caliber, because of course it's going to be very difficult. But the attacking players, um, and fingers crossed, you know, some of the defense, uh, the defending uh, could be a bit better in this game because that's left a lot to be desired recently as well. It's not just been Chris Wood that's been poor. It's not just been the midfield that's been poor. The defense has been poor as well. Um, so hopefully the lads have got their heads on, but. In adversity, you know, I think Burnley are um, at their most dangerous sometimes when their back is against the wall. And I think their back is firmly against the wall now. Um, and I think I said on Twitter and he replied to Burnley Express journalist Chris Borden, sort of like saying, ah, we, we are at our best when uh, our back's against the wall. You know, if we face adversity head on, you know, sometimes I think we could use this as like a boost. I think we are going to miss one and I didn't want him to leave. Um, but we can use this sort of like negativity as a boost. I think maybe Dice can now use it as like a motivational thing. So I'll say, look, everyone's writing you off. You need to go out there and prove to people that you are still good enough to be in this league. And who knows, that might fire the players up. Um, but it's a big one this weekend. I felt that this could have been two games where we could have turned our season around. Um, but I, I do think it is a bit of a hammer blow now that we've sold um, one of our key players. And obviously not with enough time to bring somebody in in time for this match. And of course, at the time of recording this, we haven't. There's been rumours about Fafana at Lens, I think he is, um, in France. Uh, but uh, that's already been rejected as far as I'm aware. Um, so I doubt we'll have a new player in by the time you know, this is out. I'm recording this on Thursday. So it is, what, 99.99% unlikely that um, there's going to be a new player there on uh, on Saturday. But fingers crossed, obviously, we're still going to support the lads. We're still going to get behind the lads. We're still going to make loads of noise. Um, I think now and now is a time where we need to do that as a fan base. We need to proper support them now. We need to proper make some noise. You know, the turf's been quiet for the last six months. Not had much to shout about, in fairness. Um, but I think now it's time for us to maybe to try and G up the lads rather than the lads Ging us up. So everyone that's going on the game on Saturday, please take that um, mindset on. And fingers crossed we can turn the season around because we turned the season around a couple of seasons ago against Leicester, didn't we? Uh, when Nick Port saved that penalty and went on to win a game 2-1 uh, when Leicester were already won the up. So fingers crossed we can do it again. Uh, and then, of course, Watford on Tuesday, which is pretty much instantaneously after that game. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to get um, a pre-game show out for that one. But keep your eyes peeled on the socials anyway. I'll try and do a post-match reaction for this, a 60-second roundup on the YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, let's get into it then. I am joined by Leicester City fan... Jack, <laughs> apologies if I got that wrong. Um, I think it is Jack. Uh, and he's from Leicester City Fan TV. Right, just like that, as promised, joining us now from Leicester City Fan TV is Jack. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm all right. Thank you. So, of course, you were supposed to be playing this Tuesday, or was it Wednesday? You were meant to play in this midweek, weren't you, against Everton? Um, but you only had eight um, fit players, so the game was called off due to COVID injuries, and I think as well some players away at AFCON. Um, what's the current situation? Are you looking like you've got players back, or is it looking like the game's going to be called off? Um, the game's on. Um, Sionchu's back for Leicester, Patson Daco. James Justin makes a return after a long absence with an injury um, after getting injured against Brighton in the FA Cup uh, last season. Um, others, obviously, the back with Samore will not feature at all. Luke Thomas will be back, Kane and Jewsby Hall. So they're two key players as well in the defensive side of it. Um, obviously, Jewsby Hall is in the centre attacking midfielder, so that's good. Um you obviously have to have 13 fit players, don't you, to play a game. Yeah. Um, so we've got all the key players back. Obviously, Fofana will be still out for this one. Um, Jamie Vardy's out. Um, Ricardo's out. Johnny Evans is out. So Yeah, so then you, just, you mentioned season. key players, but that's still a long list of injuries, isn't it? Like, Are you wanting the game to go ahead? Are you hoping someone else pulls up in training tomorrow? Or Because honestly, as soon as we saw Chris Wood, I thought... Right, it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if this Leicester game gets called off now. It gives us a chance to maybe bring somebody in, but then on the flip side of it, you could have some players back by then. So how are you feeling about this game? Do you want it to go ahead or are you wanting it to be off? I think you want every game to go ahead, don't you? Um, yeah. You don't want to use that excuse of injuries or COVID or whatever they want to put it down to. At the end of the day, you don't want to land up in a situation where you've got a lot of games to catch up on. Um, you want to play your games, really, instead of having to wait four weeks until you have to play the game what's obviously postponed. Obviously, Everton's been postponed twice now, so we'll play them at some point. Obviously, Tottenham game's been rescheduled for next week. Um, so you just want to play as many games as you can. You don't really want them to be called off. You know, put, put whoever on the pitch at the end of the day. Put the team yeah. bus on the goal if it means having a goalkeeper in goal. So, Yeah, fair enough. It's a good attitude to have that because I think that's what our most Burnley fans feel. But like I said, with the with the sale of Chris Ward, I suddenly thought, hmm... What what man getting some new players in now? But um, is are you a little worried that there might be you know some rusty legs out there then? Because you mentioned all these players coming back. You mentioned Justin to me then and off air, and I think you said off air that it was March last year they got injured. So if he's thrown straight in the deep end, you would think that he might be a little bit rusty. So is is there a bit of a worry from Leicester fans that you might be a little bit rusty? Um, I think James Justin. It's about getting back into the thick of things. Um, he's played. For the under-23s now against Chelsea, he played 45 minutes where he was trying out left-back and right-backs. Obviously, we're going to have to switch, aren't we, this season um, if we get any more injuries. James Justin, obviously a full-back that he is, the Luton Cafu, they call him. Um, you know, it's going to take time to adapt again um, and get back up to speed. Um, I think we've just got to ease him back in. I don't think he'll start. I think he'll be on the bench, but I think he'll get quite a few minutes against Burnley in that second half. Yeah, talk to me about your season so far then, because from the outside looking in, I don't think you're doing as well as you would have hoped, but then there is obviously the injuries. So is it because of the injuries you're not doing so well? Because I've seen a few people you know, on the Leicester hashtag and some Leicester pages that I follow complaining about Brendan. So is it a mixture of things as well? I think some of it's down to uh, the tactics side of it, the set pieces, um, you know, we've conceded more than anyone in the league from set pieces this season, zonal marking and that. Um, Brendan Rodgers now has just found a way to adapt to it. Um, he's gone back to basics. 
um, in the last few games. He's not used zonal marking. I mean, you know, we signed Vestergaard, we signed Bertrand. I mean, absolute crap if you if you ask yeah, a Leicester I'm, City I'm not fan. a fan of Vestergaard. I'm not a fan of Vestergaard. <laughs> I never was. I never was. We'll swap uh, Vestergaard for um, James Tarkovsky for Burnley, if that's what you want to do. You know what, mate? If we, if we go down, which, you know... I've had my say on that. Um, you know, I don't think you'll even need to swap him. I think you just come in and buy. His, his contract's up, mate, so you'll have him for free. You'll have him for free, but in Newcastle sniffing around, I think most people will be wanting to go there. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned tactics then. What, what What's different then this season towards the last few seasons? Because you've done well under Brendan. You know, obviously, you won the FA Cup last year and things like that, and, you know, you've had decent positions in the league still. Obviously, not quite the heady days of, obviously, when you won it and that, but, you know, you've been doing well. So, so what's different this season? It's been a tipsy-turby season. I know Leicester fans, some of them would have wanted Brendan Rodgers out for the results that we've not been getting, that we should be getting. I mean, it's just absolute nonsense. But everyone's allowed an opinion. Um, football's full of opinions. Um, to say where we are in the league, how poor we started off, I would have took it at the end of the day. Um, you know, we've still got games in hand to play. So, we're, what, nine points behind West Ham now with two games in hand so if we win them two games in hand starting with the Tottenham game and the Norwich game then you've caught you've caught up haven't you really um, and then obviously we've got Everton's game in hand to come as well the tactics this season haven't really been spot on it's been frustrating watching Leicester um, especially set piece wise we seem to pass it around the back a lot and when we do pass it around the back we put ourselves under so much pressure we're no Manchester yeah. City know how to get out quicker um, I mean We've had to play Vestergaard at times, but, you know, the defensive errors hadn't just been Vestergaard's fault. You know, they said Johnny Evans would change it when he came back with Cags. Um, they was a great partnership last season, Cags and uh, Evans. They thought it had all changed, that Vestergaard was the way out. Um, but, I mean, it's just been the same. I mean, Johnny Evans didn't really make a difference to the defence. It's not tightened it. I mean, Ricardo's came back. Um, he got injured in that horrific tackle by um, Tyler Morton at Liverpool. Um, yeah. That was his first game back and now he's out for the, which looks the rest of the season, Ricardo. Um, so the tactics this season, you know, we've, it's been very frustrating. Like I say, James Madison's now turned up. Um, Yuri Tillemans has been on some fine form. Um, Harvey Barnes, you know, he's, needs to live up to expectations a bit more. Um, run it, the defenders. I mean, Luckman needs to add that to his game, game and game as he plays. Um, if we can do that, we'll cause you guys problems on Saturday for sure. Well, that's it. Even, even with all these key players missing, you've still got some decent players on the pitch, haven't you? You mentioned two there, two of my favourite Leicester players there, Madison and Barnes. I was always a bit disappointed that we never got hold of Barnes. Obviously, I understand now why, because he's turned out to be very good, but... He was born in Burnley. I won't call him a local lad at all, but his dad used to play for Burnley and then his dad had the child while he was in Burnley, so he was born yeah. in Burnley. So I was always disappointed. So talk to me about Harvey Barnes then, because I, I quite like Harvey Barnes. I think he's good, but you just said there you wanted to live up to expectations. Well, what, what more do you want from him? Run at the defenders, run at the fullbacks. I mean, he did it quite quite a lot of times before he got injured. Um, since he's come back, he, I don't know, you want him to run and attack a lot. But I think it's the way Brendan plays, isn't it? That affects the players the way they play at times. Um, if Brendan wants you to play this one way that you don't want to play, then that's down to the manager, isn't it? It's not down to the player. Mm. Um, I mean, Harvey, 
phenomenal player when he's on his day, can take on anybody, score some right cracking goals. Um, but I think Harvey's getting back up to fitness again after that injury against Arsenal last season, which took him out for the rest of that season. Last season, um, Madison, what can you say when he's on his day, he's unplayable. Um, yeah. he's had eight goals this season, six assists, so he's done some phenomenal stuff. Um, I think he's back to his best now. Um, He's just been incredible to watch the way he turns a player, the way he scores the goals. He's setting up the way he should. Um, but Madison's been down to the injuries as well as the team himself, uh, knee injuries and that. So mm. it's about getting back to full fitness and getting that sharpness back. And I think Madison has got that sharpness back. And I think he's that fully fit player and that confident player that we want to see at Leicester in James Madison because he's got the ability and now he's starting to show it again. No worries that anyone might be sold on or anything in this window. I'd like to see Vestergaard go. Um, <laughs> I bet you would. I bet you would. <laughs> you, you lot can have buy one, get one free. I mean, you can have them both <laughs> if you want. Um, I mean, Benkovic left for Udinese. Um, he ended his contract yesterday um, and he's gone to Udinese. Um, we need some defenders, Leicester. Um, we haven't really got many defenders to call upon. Um I think that's where we've got to strengthen this this summer uh, January window. Um, people say we haven't got an endless pot of money, uh, but it's they're not really saying how much we've actually got to spend. But if it means loans, then that's the way forward, isn't it? As long as we get these a few players in at Leicester this January window, then I'll be happy. But if we don't and we end up not signing anybody, then it's going to be the crucial part of our season, isn't it, going into the second half? Yeah, so you mentioned then earlier on, uh, you mentioned you're only, um, what is it, just looking at the league table now, 12 points behind West Ham, who are fourth, with a few games, with a couple of games in hand, three games in hand on them, actually, at the minute. Um, so, yeah, if you win all of them, you do get really, you know, on their tails. But what do you think you can actually achieve this season then? Is catching West Ham, it sounds to me like that's probably a little bit too much. I don't think West Ham will finish fourth for what it's worth. I think they'll end up finishing fifth or sixth. Um, but what, what what are you hoping to achieve? Maybe sneak into the top seven, top six, or are you looking over your shoulder a little bit? I think this season, looking at the start of the season, expectations were a top six finish. Um, I mean, we'll win the Europa League, weren't we? A group that Leicester and Napoli would have said they'd have won one of them teams. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Spartak Moscow won the group. Who would have thought that at the start? Yeah. Um, Napoli finished second. Leicester finished third and Leicester's in the Europa Conference League. Um, you know, it's a trophy that people think is not really relevant um, in Europe. Um, obviously, Spurs didn't really take it seriously, but you've got to take every competition seriously. Um, I think Leicester will. Um, it'd be a trophy that you'd want to win, really, wouldn't you? If you're in it, you've got to win it. Um, I mean... Now looking it, looking it into the squad with the injuries and that, I mean, you'd want a top six finish. I mean, Man United ain't consistent, and neither Spurs. Um, so they're two teams you really want to look at getting past this season. I mean, Arsenal, they had a good run, but now they're on a a bit of a slump a bit again. Um, how, how long that's going to last, I'm not sure. West Ham, they've not really got a strength in depth, have they? I mean, we we didn't have that last season, and we ended up getting injuries and that, and slipping at the Champions League places. Will that happen to West Ham this season? Because they seem to be playing that first team quite regularly in the European places, um, Premier League. 
league competition. You can't play your same players week in, week out because it's going to end up having these serious injuries and that's something that West Ham will want to avoid. Yeah, that's that's what I was when I said I think West Ham will drop out of it. I think that's exactly why. I think all the the other big six, um, they've got strength in depth, whereas uh, West Ham don't. I think, like I said, West Ham will probably end up finishing six with maybe Man United seventh, uh, something like that. And I, I think you boys will do very well to crack into it now. But with the, some of the players coming back, I don't see why you shouldn't be ambitious. But I like it how you just said there, you want to win every competition you're in. Do yeah. you think you'll go for this Conference League thing? Because I remember when you originally fell into it, Rogers said that comment, didn't he, where he said something like, I don't even know what the competition is, or I think he said something like that, didn't he? So do you think the, the gaffer and the players will take it seriously? I don't think any manager knew what it was. It's a new competition, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's a competition where teams in the foreign leagues um, don't get Europe in it. You know, you'd be lucky to make the Champions League and Europa League. I think UEFA and that have given these teams who don't make Europe quite regularly to be given a chance in the, another competition. Um, which is good to see. Um, Leicester, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. I'd like to go and win it this season. Now we're in it. Um, before it with the Europa League, I'd want to go and win. But this one, you know, even in Europe competition, you know, if we don't make top six this season, there's always something to fall back on, aren't there? If you go and win that competition, because you'll be in the Europa League next season. So we've got two chances, two bites at the cherry this season. Hopefully one of them come off. Um, and we can actually go into them European spots again next season. Yeah, so let's start looking at uh, the game on Saturday then, of course, three o'clock at Turf Moor. Um, you've mentioned some tactics and things like that and how you are weak on set pieces. Burnley, traditionally, are actually quite strong at set pieces, but one of the main parts of that was one of the players that we have just sold. Um, so we probably have just become considerably weaker at set pieces, although having said that, Woody, of course, only scored, what was it, three goals so far this season. So he wasn't exactly firing on all cylinders. But are you worried about set pieces on this game or are you a little bit more relaxed because Burnley haven't really been as good at set pieces this season? You can't overlook Burnley. Um, I say this about all the teams in the Premier League. You can't overlook anybody, no matter how poor they are on form or anything like that. You've got to take every game seriously and respect the opposition. Um if you sit there and underestimate the opposition, things go terribly wrong. Leicester have done that on numerous other times. I mean, we've got to take this game seriously. Um, the Premier League's a difficult league. Anybody can beat anybody in this division. Um, Burnley are obviously where they are due to poor form. They've not really lived up to expectations this season. Um They'll obviously be one of the favourites to go down to the Championship. Obviously, selling Chris Ward, now Newcastle are holding the Ward. Um, obviously, they put that on Twitter, didn't they, earlier today, Newcastle yeah. holding Ward. Um, yeah. Just not that sort of Ward, I hope, Newcastle. Um, Chris Ward, you know, we know him well at his time at Leicester. Uh, scored some very good goals. I mean, I remember his um, debut for Leicester um, against Huddersfield. He scored a hat-trick. Um, Chris Wood is a phenomenal, tall, strong sort of player. If you get it on his head, he scores nine times out of ten. Um, but Burnley play one way, don't they? That up to the big striker in that it. I mean, now you've got Maxwell Corney. Um, he's a phenomenal player. I'd have him at Leicester. I hear that twenty million pound yeah, if you guys get relegated. His contract clause. So I'd take him at Leicester. I'm not next sure. I'm, I've heard I've heard some rumours over the last couple of days because of this release clause on Chris Wood's contract. But I'm not sure if that's true or what. But I have seen the same sort of things. Mm. I mean, 
you you said um, just before the show that he's at the Afcon, uh, Maxwell yeah. Corney, um, Chris Wood's obviously gone. So what are you left with, Ridgera, Rodriguez? And yeah, it's, it's probably going to be yeah. Barnes has been a bit injured. I don't know if he's still injured. Um, Vidra, I've never really rated him. That's another polarizing opinion between Burnley fans. I think he's championship quality at best. And I think all three of our strikers are now championship quality at best. I think now we've sold Chris Wood. I think we really are up shit creek without a paddle. I put a video up yesterday giving my thoughts on the Chris Wood deal. If you are watching this on YouTube now, you can see something in the top right hand corner. Pointed the wrong way that way, um, and it will come up now if you want to watch that. But come back to this video. Um, I, but yeah, I think I, I will lead with Chris Wood at Afcon, and Chris Wood sold. Our current leading Premier League goal scorer is none other than Ben Mee. That's how poor the strikers have been this season. So goals are going to have to come from set pieces and set pieces only, or Vidra and Jay Rodriguez or whoever plays up top are just going to have to suddenly find some form from somewhere. But there's been no signs of that whatsoever. So I'm going into this game pretty much with my head in the sand, kind of just pretending the game isn't on. But I'll be there, but just like that, watching it. I'm just not looking forward to it at all. I think it's um, it's going to be one of them games, um, watching through your fingers. I mean, I know what Leicester are like against teams who is at the bottom. We seem to make it very difficult for ourselves. Um, I mean, we've got the injuries back now, uh, like James Justin and that. We've got a squad together who can actually play, so Liverpool can't go crying now and saying Leicester get all these games postponed because they had their games postponed, so they're as bad as we are, um, should we call it. I mean, every team's been at Leicester um, through social media this week um, after the Everton game got called off. Um, but it's all right when other teams are getting their uh, games called off, especially the top six sides. Um, it's yeah, all it right makes top six rule, fans make me laugh, right? Top six fans make me laugh. Like I've give stick to every team that's had a game called off because yeah. the amount of times that someone's it wouldn't bother me if teams had games called off because of COVID. If you had a number, an X amount of COVID cases, and the Premier League were like, right, you need X amount of COVID cases or X amount of players left due to COVID cases, and that was the rule, I'd be like, fine. But then teams started bending the rules and saying, oh, well, we've got injuries as well as that. So we don't have, that shouldn't be in the rule. I don't blame Leicester for doing it. Yeah, I don't, exactly. The, the, the AFCON thing for me got me when you started that. But I don't blame Leicester for doing it. Like, I'm not criticising Leicester for it. I'm criticising the rules of the Premier League. They should yeah. be better. They should be like, of course you're going to use it in your favour. I wish Burnley did, to be honest. I wish Burnley used it in our favour because we're going to now play you without Maxwell Corney and without Chris Woods. So we could have done what Newcastle did and got three games postponed before we signed somebody like they did you know, before the FA Cup last weekend. Oh, they still lost to Cambridge, but still. But the, the Premier League <laughs> needs to do better rules, to be honest. But... Yeah, I, I did put something up myself, but I weren't criticising Leicester. It was more a case of criticising the Premier League because it's just been an absolute farce from the Premier League, but not from the clubs. The clubs are obviously going to use it in their favour. Of course they are. I think it's, I don't know, your defence, isn't it? Look at Tarkovsky. Does he really want to be at Burnley? I mean, he's trying no. he, he tried forcing he, 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 he obviously doesn't. Yeah, he obviously doesn't. I mean, fair play to Tarkovsky. He hasn't down tools in the sense that he did at Brentford because at Brentford, he just turned around and said, I want to go, I want to go, let me go. Um, at least he's still playing for Burnley, but you can just tell by his performances, his head in it. He's head in it. Like I would have rather sold Tarky than Chris Wood, one hundred percent. I would rather yeah. sold Tarky because we had a ready-made replacement in Nathan Collins to step in. Now we've sold Chris Wood, we've got nobody to step in. Like we've just been talking about, we've got Jay and Vidra to step in, in probably, and they're not good enough, man. Like I love Jay to bits. He's a Burnley legend, but I think he's past it. But hopefully, 
he proves me wrong. Like Burnley are at their best when their back's against the wall and people are writing us off. So fingers crossed, Dice can use this as motivation and say, look, everyone's written you off now. Use it, go out there and, and just get in their faces, turn it into an absolute battle, bring them down to your level. And I think if we do that, who knows? We might nick it one mil off a set piece. But if we let you boys play, I think, well, I think we'll get beat. Yeah, it's not been the season that Burnley fans would have hoped for. Um, I mean, Burnley have been down near the bottom for the last few seasons, haven't they? Um, after the after leaving the um, Europa League playoffs, yeah, thing, the Europa League season, we ended up finishing, I think, seventeenth or sixteenth that season. Mm. Then the season after, we finished tenth again, but then it was seventeenth again, and it's been that ever since. It's been a downward um, spiral for Burnley. Um, now you've lost Chris Wood and uh, Maxwell Corne to the AFCON. It's going to be very difficult because I think Corne has been a, your best player this season by far. Phenomenal. Came 100%. in, scored that free kick against Leeds, um, scored against Leicester and then he got injured. Um, yeah, we, he a, went, we went on the hook, didn't we? we yeah, you the did. Fuming. I, I met him after the game, Maxwell Corne. I had a good chat with him. I said, you know what, Maxwell? I said, we'll have you at Leicester next season. I said, we need a winger. <laughs> I swear, place for us. But that's hopefully something we're, that we hopefully he weren't listening. Then hopefully he had his headphones in and he weren't listening. But uh, no, he actually yeah, had them out, so you know he listened to everything <laughs> I said. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's class, he's Maxwell. I'll give you that. He's fantastic. He There's been a lot of talk this week about Chris Wood being our best player. We've lost our best player, Chris Wood, our best striker. Yeah, but he's not our yeah. best player. Um, he won Player of the Year last year, in all fairness. But now Corney has come in. He is not our best player. But um, focusing on the game again, what so are, are we expecting you to set up now then? Because you've spoken about tactics a couple of times. How do you think Brendan's going to approach this one? Um, well, we've got Ndidi at the AFCON, Ian Nacho at the AFCON, um, Daniel and Marty at the AFCON. Um, Vardy's out, Johnny Evans is out. Um, Fafana's not back yet, so... Looking at Leicester from the in, I think Schmeichel's going to start. Um, Castagna is fit. He'll start at right-back. Luke Thomas, left-back. Um, Centre-backs, Siunchu. Maybe Hamza Chowdhury um, after his performance against Watford. Uh, midfield, James Madison, Yuri Tillemans, um, KDH. And then we'll obviously have Madison, Barnes, and I think Luckman. Interesting. You got to see what I mean. Like even with all the injuries, there's still some players there that I'm like, mm, I wish he were out. Oh, for God's sake, I wish he were. We're very good attacking. We are. We're very yeah. good attacking side. It's just a defensive side to Leicester. What lets us down? That's why we concede so many goals. Yeah. Well, we don't score goals, thankfully for you. So it's not. If we had a threat, then I'd be like, oh, we could we could be able to pick these apart. And and the threat is for us set pieces. But again, we haven't been as good this season. We've only scored, I think, it's 16 goals all season. Goals for, just scrolling down now, yeah, we've only scored 16 goals all season, which, to be fair, isn't even the worst. Norwich have only scored eight. That is absolutely ridiculous. But, um, yeah, lesser Norwich, because obviously they're gone. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think, obviously, we're going to have to capitalise on set pieces. Um, Chris Losing Chris Wood is a blow on set pieces. Of course he is. But, you know, Tark is still there. Ben Mee's still there. He's now the leading Premier League goal scorer at the club uh, while Corner is away. But, um, it's one of them. I do think you'll cause us problems, and I think you'll uh, you'll score goals against us. Um, I'll give my prediction in a minute. Um, I'll let you give yours first. What uh, what prediction do you think is going to be? How do you think the game's going to pan out? I mean, I'm not going to underestimate Burnley at all. I mean, you don't know what's around the corner in football. Um, looking at Burnley's form, it means nothing um, in any game really. Um, 
I mean, you guys haven't made Turf Moor the fortress that you did before. Um, mm. It's always been tricky going to Turf Moor as a Leicester fan. Um, last season, Ian Nacho scored, I think it was 1-1, wasn't it? Vidra scored from that um, Hamza Chowdhury mistake. It's going to be a difficult one. I mean, you've not got Chris Wood, who loves a goal against the Foxes. Um, I think the, the only threat you guys are really going to cause us is from set pieces with Tarky and Ben Mee. I mean, Ben Mee, another former Fox. I remember his um, debut against Millwall, gave away two penalties. Um, if we can attack you guys on Saturday um, and throw the kitchen sink at you lot, I think you'll crumble. Um, if Lockman can attack and Barnes run at your run at your fullbacks, who is your fullbacks at Burnley, by the way? Charlie Taylor and Matty Lawton. Charlie Taylor's class has been sensational this season. Lawton's been very good this season as well, but the last couple of games, probably not even a couple of games, that's game and half, he's not been very good. But um, he's good, is Lawton. And yeah. he's another player that I think divides opinion. But Charlie Taylor, he's, he's class. I love Charlie Taylor. He's brilliant. I think if we can win that midfield battle as well, obviously KDH. Which you will do. You honestly, the midfield, the midfield is our worst part. Like the midfield just doesn't exist. It just West doesn't exist. Brownhill is it? Westwood and Cork at the minute. It might it be Brownhill. Cork? It might be all three. Oh, who knows? Mm-hmm. He might play Jay up top on his own and go all three. That we've lost the midfield battle in every. That's been that. That's been the the part of our the story of our season. Should I say? It's funny you mentioned that. I'll go into that. Like the first game of the season, we went one 0 up against Brighton. This really set the tone for the season. We went one 0 up against Brighton. We hit the post, and I think we hit the bar as well, or someone flashed a shot just over or just wide. I can't remember. We could have easily been three 0 up at half time. Potter sees that they're getting overrun in midfield. He brings the Lana on, so it goes three against two in the middle. They turn the game around and win two one, and then that really sets the tone. Then same happened at Everton. Same happened at Leeds recently. We just keep losing the midfield battle. So you've got some good midfield players, and that is a concern for me because you will comfortably win the midfield battle unless Dash does, does something really different this week, which he might do because he's lost one of his key players. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a tricky game. Um, it's something that Leicester can't overlook. Um, you know, Burnley might be on poor form, but you still can't overlook them at the end of the day or end, underestimate them in any way. Because um, mm. if you do that, you get a slap in the face. Um, We've got to go to Turf Moor for the win. Um, it's as good as good as you get, really. Um, you know, we didn't get the three points which we wanted at the King Power this season in the reverse fixture. Uh, landed up 2-2. Could have ended up 3-2 to you lot if uh, Chris Wood's goal would have stood so to VAR. Cool. So um, cool. cool, sorry. I think we'll... If we can win that midfield battle when Barnes and Luckman can do their job and run it the full-backs and that, we can cause problems and score goals. Madison's on form. Tillemans, you've got to watch him from distance because he can strike a ball. I mean, Nick Pope takes up the goal, doesn't he, how tall he is? Um, yeah, you've got to really get him in the court, right in the corners for him. Um, I think I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester um, in this one. Interesting, because I was going to go 2-0 Leicester as well. Uh, I'm going to stick by <laughs> it. I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. I, I, honestly, you'll have never heard me predicting against Burnley no. this time three months ago. But just with the way that things have gone in the last three months, throwing games away, players not interested, players not turning up, Dash being stubborn, now it's players being sold, you know, and then nobody coming in, Maxwell away at AFCON, I just can't see. There's nothing to, to, to suggest for me off our re- recent performances and stuff that's recently happened at the club that we can go on and win this game. And I don't want to be one, become one of these negative Burnley fans who's always going, I will get beat with crap. But that's just the situation that we're in at the minute. I just cannot see us 
winning this game, which is unusual because I, even before the Chris Wood thing, I might have been a little bit indifferent and gone, oh, we might nick it 1-0 because yeah. this really is a game that if Burnley won the match, nobody would look at the game and be like, oh, you know, Burnley have won, Burnley beat Leicester. It's just, oh, Burnley beat Leicester. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that we beat you. But we've got two winnable games coming up. We've got you and then Watford at home on Tuesday. And if we hadn't a sold, it's just such the worst time to sell Chris Wood. Why sell him before these two massive games? Um, but I think that's another sign to the players that maybe, you know, we're not accepting relegation, but, you know, it's a kick in the teeth to him. And Dyche will have to do something different for us to win this game. If he does the same things we've done for the last four or five games, we will definitely get beat. He might go 4-5-1, but 4-5-1 rarely works. He could go 4-3-3, but we don't have the players to do it with Corne away and Wood sold. So I'm just going to predict Dyche will go 4-4-2. He'll put Jay and Vidra up top and it'll be exactly the same problems that we've had all season and you'll win the game comfortably. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. 2-0 Leicester. <laughs> so, I just hate it when fans go, go against their own team because you, honestly, you look at something out there. Yeah. I just, Le- normally I'm said that Le- there were a Leeds fan last season who said the same thing on oh, Leeds are going to get battered against Leicester or with Paul with this, that and the other and then they ended up beating us at King Power. Oh my God. Well, Last season, I think we beat you two one at the turf, didn't you? Uh, not last season, sorry, the season before. Yeah, beat you Orvey, at the did Orvey Bourne score and then Ashley Westwood scored? Yeah, um, you went one nil up. You went one nil up, and then Barnes scored. Ashley Barnes. Then Jamie Vardy had a penalty, and I always see and he missed. that. Yeah, well, Pope saved it. I always see that exact moment that because that moment turned that game around. It swung it in our favour, and that win turned our season around. So that exact save turned our season around. So, fingers crossed we can do it against Leicester again, but, you know, um, I'm not too confident. But anyway, thank you for coming on. It's been a good chat. We've hit half an hour, mate. It's always a good sign if I get past 20 minutes, mate. So, you're obviously a good talker. That's good. Um, Thank you for coming on. Do you just want to give your podcast and YouTube channel and all that a plug so people know where to find you? Um, Guys, go and check out Leicester Fan TV. Um, We're a bunch of lads who love Leicester City. Um, If you're a neutral and you love football, go and check out all our content. From watch-alongs to previewing games, um, away fan chat shows, you name it, Leicester City, Leicester Fan TV, do it. Um, go and follow us at Leicester Fan TV on Instagram, um, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, um, Facebook, wherever you can find us at Leicester Fan TV. Go and do so. Go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, nearly at 9k so go and push that subscribe button if you're a neutral and love all football videos um it'd be great and um yeah it's been a great chat uh thank you for having me on and good luck after saturday yeah thanks for coming on it must be nice being being near 9k i'm on like what 620 um but it is just me mainly it is just me it was a few lads last season but it is just me this season so you know um can only do only do so much but thanks for coming on anyway mate like i said it's been a very very good chat pleasure Same as you. Good luck for the rest of the season, but after Saturday, of course. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.